Alright, welcome guys to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 164 here. Altai, joined by... Omer. Remote. I'll go with Remote. So we missed last week, right? Uh, we missed last you know. week. We were away for a wedding. And uh, we're back. Back to normal schedule. Alright. I have a confession to make, Altai. Let's hear it. My confession is, I've been playing a mobile game this last week. <gasps> I've been playing a mobile game more like a decent, not, not a lot. Like I'm not going crazy. I haven't spent any money, obviously, all right. I'm probably never going to spend money, but I've been playing this mobile game. I gave you a link in, uh, so you can maybe share. It. It's called uh, called Bang Dream Girls Band Party. I'm curious if anybody on the stream has heard about this game. All right, it's a waifu collector uh, game similar to Love Live, and it's basically just a rhythm game. Have you played Os or Osu on the PC? You played Fretz on Fire, Guitar Hero. It's that style of game, but with um, but with waifus. So this is the game I've been playing, and I, not too much. I maybe play at most an hour a day. All right, but I have been playing this, and I find it pretty fun, only because it's not your traditional auto-playing game. It's you actually have to manually play, and you do the missions. And there are some, you know, there are some persistent elements in the game. It's a waifu collector, and it's actually pretty hilarious because I wouldn't think a game like uh, Bang Dream, this mobile rhythm game would make sense with gotcha elements because you you have like girls in the game their wife basically your wife who's a you know i mean the game is called bang dream right everyone's dreaming about banging the girls 100 percent. like that's like the subliminal messaging here you just want to bang all the girls all right they're in high school or maybe middle i don't know where they're from but everyone wants to bang them uh like there are there are one star two star three star and four star characters so if you have four star characters in your in your group you just literally get more points than somebody else has like two star characters so if I if I perfect a song and I get like um, full combo, right? I, I don't drop anything. I will still lose to somebody that doesn't perfect their song if they have better characters than me. So it's literally the guy with the better characters has a much better chance of winning. So it's really weird the the way they made up uh, like almost like a pay to win gotcha uh, mobile rhythm game. But like the core gameplay is pretty fun. So I've been playing a little bit. Okay, so here's what. First of all, this does segue well into our weekly raid. But before that. I'm what I guess I'm in the minority here, but for me, I, I like the uh, initial gimmick, the mini game of the Fretz on Fire. You know, there's yeah. like four things. But for me personally, if I wasn't gonna play that, I I download a an app that you can basically play offline. In that there's no like score, there's no like you know like unlocks, there's no different characters, special abilities mm-hmm. or whatever. All that like fluff doesn't to me it detracts from the actual gameplay. Uh, and it's not just the anime theme. I don't like, it. like any you know if you replace the anime theme with like any theme, you know like. Diablo, StarCraft, what? I just don't like the f- collecting the characters, unlocking things, leveling up. Like I just want to play that rhythm game. If I want to play that rhythm game, you know. I'd- yeah, but the the collection gives you a reason to keep playing. You know, it's kind of stupid. What about just getting yeah. a high score? That too. But the thing is, you know, it, it keeps you it keeps you wanting to collect. I mean, I, I think it keeps you there a bit longer. It gives you like a sense of purpose. Like, unlo- you know, like unlocks in a lot of games. If done right, like unlocks can keep you playing the game to unlock like all the extra like cosmetics or like even power ups. Like it keeps you playing the game. Uh, I mean, Canon and Mocha are best waifus, by the way. In uh, you're in definitely Bang Dream. you're definitely right. And for a lot of people, it does that. That seems to work. But I for me, it just doesn't. Like um, I want to play the game. You know, like I don't. The other fluff around it doesn't really attract me. But clearly, I'm the minority. It's uh, our, one of our cousins was playing it. And I think she introduced you to it, right? Yes. And since then, actually, I was surprised to, to realize a lot of my friends played on Discord. And Canaris made a point. The gameplay is not the point. It's a vehicle used to interact with the girls. I disagree, actually, especially a game like uh, Bang Dream. There is a lot of core gameplay, but there is obviously attachment to these girl characters, right? Like, 
you know, the game is called Bang Game. I still maintain that everyone wants to bang the characters or visualizing banging the characters, but like people really do like the characters. Like, you know, some of my friends are like, oh, I love Mocha. Like, she's the best. Like, and they, they actually really grow attached to the characters. So the characters are clearly designed to make, you know, to get you attracted to them and feel connected to them, to actually be loyal to them. And in fact, like, you lo- I logged in yesterday and it's like, it's Mocha's birthday today. And like, you get some rewards in game, right? Like, I'm convinced if they said, like, it's Mocha's birthday and you log into the game and you see a char- her character in the game, Mocha, with her hands, like, like a hug position that says, Mocha wants you to buy her a gift for her birthday. Tap to spend $5. If they put that there, I am convinced they'd make so much money because people would be attached to that character. Oh, I want to give my virtual wife a gift, you know? I don't and know. Out what... of curiosity, I asked my friend, would you, would you do this? Yeah, instantly. Like, I don't know what's that? more cringy. That the, the, the game would do that or the guy who would actually give money for that, <laughs> like pay for that. Uh, people would definitely do it for sure. I think people are very attached to the characters, and that's where the the money comes from. Their monetization comes from. But yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Bang Dream. I think we should get we should get to the weekly raid. Um, you know, enough enough Bang Dream talk. All right, we have fallen as a civilization. Purge with fire. Okay. Anyway, nice. yep. <laughs> Let's. Uh, okay, so to the weekly raid, and I want to ask something more. So you said in this game, basically, you can you cooperatively work with some players, right? Yes. Uh, and. Together, you can raise your scores. And yep. you can also compete with players, you said, right? Yeah. Now, this this segues into our weekly raid, which is the second coming of the bots. Now, I'm going to ask you more. Is there any way for you to know that the people you're playing with or against are actual people rather than bots? There is no way to tell. In fact, the game even has no in-game communication. The only way to communicate with other players when you're in a, when you're in a lobby with them is using predefined stickers. So you, you can look emotes in-game, right? So there's like... You can collect new emotes as well. They're really silly and like really cute. So you see a sticker of one of the girls and she'll say like anyone for bread. It's a very weird saying. Anyone for bread. Or like full combo is easy. Or like go, go, go. You know, there's like these these predefined lines you can say and that's it. So they could easily all the opponents I've played against could easily be bots. There's no way for me to know for sure if they're bots or humans. Obviously the people I invite to the game, my friends, they're humans because I'm I invite them to my game. But everyone else we play with could easily be bots, and there's no way to tell. Alright, so with that, first I'll do a quick summary here. So you know, you guys know bots have been around forever in MMOs, right? Uh, yep. But it was it was usually the players, us, deploying bots against the developer, right? We were, whether it's RuneScape or whatever, right? We were botting to either level up quickly on alts or something or to farm gold, right? For ourselves or to yep. sell RMT. Uh, and honestly, it, developers have tried a lot of ways to stop botting. But it seems like, in 2018 at least, they kind of gave up. In that they, instead of just trying to fight the bots by banning them, they're actually changing gameplay mechanics to you know, dissuade you from botting or RMTing. And what I mean by that is, you know, restrictions on trade, um, bind on pickup, bind on uh, equip, that kind of stuff. And a lot of games even now have built-in bots, especially mobile games. But even some PC games have built-in uh, bots. So developers have basically gave up trying to fight bots. And I'm going to argue now in this weekly rate, we're going to argue that uh, developers have realized they can actually use bots against players. So now we're going to be on the receiving end of bots. So um, I know we played uh, Freestyle 2. A while back, mm-hmm. right? And it yeah. took me a few rounds to realize that the first few matches you play are actually against bots, because these bots have names like like uh, Korean Slayer sixteen, and like and they sh- and they say stuff to you in chat like haha noob or like they they, they chat with you kind of right? Yeah, they chat with you, and their names are very convincing player names like Big Baller seventy nine or something. They're very like weird names that you wouldn't associate with being bots. So for a while, it's not obvious. Your your first ten games in freestyle two street basketball, some Korean basketball free to play MMO, it's basically you're playing against bots, exclusively bots, and you don't even know this until after your ten games are finished, and then you start playing against players. And if if I didn't tell you they were bots, I don't know if it's not obvious that there are that they are bots. 
Yep. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this. And uh, I guess mobile is leading the, the, uh, the way here. Uh, there's a couple of mobile games uh, that where the developers are being accused of employing bots in a deceptive manner. Actually, we should step back, though. There's nothing wrong with bots. I mean, every monster is an AI, right, in a game? Yeah. But the problem here is, and I think it's a problem, I want to see if you guys agree, that uh, often you're going to be facing opponents that, that you think are real players but are actually bots. And I think that's when you get dicey because it, I feel like you're being lied to in a way, right? Yeah. Uh, so you had a good example uh, in uh, the mobile genre. Did you have two examples, the PUBG one and the strategy yeah, one? Yeah, so, so. P- PUBG Mobile, for example, when that game first came out, I did a, I think I did their first look video right when it came out, right? And I was kind of curious what PUBG Mobile would have been because uh, you know PUBG is such a successful game on the PC. So I downloaded it on launch day. On my first game I'm playing, right? And I'm realizing, wow, these guys are really bad. There's something off. There's something off, right? Like, in the middle of my first game, after my after I got five kills, on my sixth kill, my first game, I stopped shooting. I walk up to a, like a character and he's just running around and he's not shooting me back. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. You know, the game never told me I'm playing against bots. In fact, the game told me I'm playing multiplayer. But there is no way on God's green earth these are players. So I, I'm thinking, are these guys bots? So my next few kills, I, I start acting really weirdly. Like I don't shoot them right away. I'll tap them once and wait. And then I realize they must be bots. So in two games, I realize completely they're. Like 90% of players in the game were bots. I came in second place only because the first place person, I would just walk around until they eventually killed me, and I'm pretty sure it was a bot as well. And then I look on Twitter when the game launched, and all my friends who are casual, I have a lot of casual friends on Twitter, they're all posting, oh man, my first game of PUBG Mobile, I came in first place, man, I'm really good at this game. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, like I know you. You fucking suck at video games. Like, No offense, you know, it's okay to suck. It's okay to be, you know, it's okay to be gray, it's okay to be bronze, it's okay to be, you know, 1K ELO, okay? It's okay. It's no big deal. Like, I know these guys are bad. So I see all my friends that are that my bad friends that rank really high in PUBG Mobile. I'm like, and I, I, they're all bragging. They feel so good about themselves. And I'm laughing on the inside because I know they're bots. And then that made it ob- even more obvious that they're playing against bots. And even more recently, I read an article. I think it was by The Verge or Kotaku or something where, you know, Tencent, Tencent did not, you know, uh, the, the accusations that there are bots in the game, but it's unconfirmed. What do you mean unconfirmed? I played one game. I knew for a fact there were, there were bots in the game after one game. So it's weird that like other media outlets said it was unconfirmed there were bots. It's confirmed. Okay, you play one game, you know there are bots in the game. So it it made people feel good about themselves and people didn't even realize there were bots. And what's remarkable is that people like me and the people that are watching this stream, you know, well-educated, high IQ, big brain gamers like you guys will obviously realize what a bot is and what a bot isn't. You know, when you're playing against humans, you're playing against bots. But the average player, especially for a mobile game, the average player is not going to realize Easily, like five, ten percent of players will realize, but ninety percent, the vast majority, will have no idea, and they'll go blissfully on thinking they're amazing at this game, and they'll feel good about themselves. And it's weird to say, like, it feels deceptive and it feels wrong, but these people are walking away with a sense of like pride, and they're happy, right? And I want to take that away. I want them to know they're playing in spots and they actually suck at the game, all right? I want them to know that. But obviously, there's pros and cons because they do feel good about themselves, but it's like a a false sense of feeling good. So I don't know how. To, I, I, I feel like they're being lied to. Definitely, and I think the the scope here is endless. So right now it's starting with very obvious, you know, like you said, the bots play very poorly. You came in second, and it's only because mm-hmm. you kind of like died on purpose. Yep. But I can imagine, uh, especially in games where you cannot chat with the other team, uh, mm-hmm. Hots comes to my mind. So Heroes of the Storm. Imagine mm-hmm. you're playing a game of Hots, either by solo's queue or you queue as a five stack, right? You queue against a team. They have like real names, like you know, like Illidan Lover sixty nine, whatever. Yeah. But Great they're just bots. They're literally just bots. And you can even look them up on those like stat sites, and they could just yeah. have the, they could have a profile, and like they have, they just keep mm-hmm. queuing, and they improve and learn. Some are made to be bronze, some are made to mm-hmm. be platinum, you know. Uh, yeah. and that's it. And there's no way for you to ever figure out if they're a player or not. 
and we've seen through the OpenAI uh, in Dota, Dota 2, you know, the international featured a game between five uh, bots against five pro players, you know, in an exhibition match. And the bots won. Not at TI, they won a, a, a exhibition match like right before TI. I think they lost the, the TI match. But there are bots that play Dota 2 that get beat professional players. All right, with, with some modification to the game, but bot technology for these games are getting really good. So this could easily exist in those games, and not just those games; they could exist easily in MMORPGs as well. I mean, most of the interactions in MMORPGs, especially like for casual players, if you're playing World of Warcraft, like Final Fantasy 14, if you're playing Maple Story, if you're playing any of these games, like if you do regular party dungeons, these games, most people don't even talk anyway, right? Yeah. Chat. Plus, you can have bots that can chat decently well already. If you Google chat bots, like they're getting better. So you could easily be playing with bots in the future in World of Warcraft, in Final Fantasy XIV, or in any random MMORPG, especially in dungeon content where nobody even talks anyway. In fact, you know, since Battle of Azeroth came out, I ran a lot of dungeons for gear, and nobody says a word. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just literally quiet the entire time. Like, how do I know I'm playing with even humans right now? The only way I know that is because I know I've been playing WoW for a long time, and I- I'm assuming they're humans. But in a lot of games, I- I've actually begun to second-guess myself because I used to play Clash Royale on the phone, right? One of the few mobile games I played a decent amount of, right? Never spent any money, by the way. It's a fun game, but I'm not going to spend any money on a pay-to-win garbage mobile game. But like, I just realized I could be playing its bots in a game like Clash Royale without even realizing it. So, in fact, I'm actually pretty confident that game utilizes bots, and not just that game. If you've played any of the Game of War games, if you played Final Fantasy 15, A New Empire, any of those garbage mobile strategy games, these games are so beautifully designed for bots because the gameplay is very is not like in real time. These are basically like slow-paced, turn-based games online and they exist in this persistent world, and they could very easily be bots. And there have been accusations that every one of these mobile strategy games and browser strategy games, including Evany, utilize bots. And the typical strategy for you know, for these games are basically you start playing the game, you have like 24 hours or 48 hours of protection time where nobody can attack your base, right? And you spend this time building up your base, and after 48 hours passes, your, your shield goes away, you're open to open PvP in these games, you can be attacked by another player. And then very often people report like they get attacked instantly. And they're not sure if they're being attacked by players or bots because they're always going to attack when, the, when that barrier goes away. And it could be a way to induce players to spend money to defend their base. Yeah, and I have a picture up here of uh, an example I found on Reddit. So this is in um, an EA game. It's called SimCity Build It. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like the same nonsense as every other strategy game. Mm-hmm. So this guy, on the, 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 the human player who was attacked is on the left. And this is the mm-hmm. name of his cities. So Ortiga, Honeysuckle, NSA, Polaris, Peaceful Villa... Wolf Wood L, Summerville, Baddest Dad, Prison Hospital. So these are names that like a guy would make up, right? Like DM, yeah. Bad Boy, Bad Bad Boy. Now look at the right. The right is the one he's accusing of being a bot. And look at, first of all, the cities um, are very similar. The top ones have similar s- score. And look at the names. Golden Mist, Purple Mist, Violet Mist, Blue Mist, Orange Mist, Indigo Mist. It's like not even a good bot. You know, <laughs> All the city names are just Mist. Color Mist. Uh, yeah, so it looks like each of the, the the numbers you see to the right of those are basically the city's strength, right? How much power they bring to the battle, right? So in a normal human behavior, if you're playing one of these games, your cities aren't going to all have the exact same strength. It makes no sense, right? But in this case, they are the exact same. This seems more likely to be a bot. And the thing is, this is some obscure mobile strategy game, right? There are game companies like Machine Zone who make Game of War and Final Fantasy 15, New Empire, and Mobile Strike. They they're making like a billion dollars a year. I think they've perfected bots. So these there have been accusations of this happening in so many different strategy games. And it makes sense. They could just, why not be bots, right? It, it, there's every incentive in the world for the guys that make these games to populate the world with bots. Because when you have, it makes the world feel more full, right? It makes you feel more invested in the game when there's a bigger player base. And 
when they when they control the bots to attack your base, they can set up in a way that like your first few attacks are kind of weak. They build you up to getting stronger, and they attack with a really powerful force. And they make it basically: if you spend money, you survive. If you don't, you die. They can calculate if you will spend money or not based on like your interaction with the bots in the past. There is so much incentive to create bots in these games that I think it's already taking over mobile games. There, are, I think there are more bots than we realize. If you played Paladins as well, Paladins when I'm afraid to play. I think your first five games were all against bots, and the game doesn't tell you. It's deceptive about it, which is the, which is the, the scary part. And these games don't tell you when you're playing against bots. And how do you know the last party you went up with, you know, in Final Fantasy fourteen or World of Warcraft, they weren't bots? There's no way to actually know. The only way we know right now is that we, we're all pretty sure Square Enix and WoW aren't lying to us, right? But like five, six years from now, when the technology gets better, I think, you know, all these games can be popular with bots, and we just won't know. Yeah, I I think so, and. In a way, it's interesting. I want to see that world because can you imagine like League or Dota where um, all, all the toxic players, instead of being banned, they have the equivalent of a shadow ban, you know, on Reddit or, or Twitter, something called a shadow ban where you don't know you're banned. So you can still read uh, Twitter or Reddit. You can leave comments. It's just that nobody can see your comments, mm-hmm. but you can still see them. So I can imagine a game like Dota where if you, if you, so you could put a low priority for being a you know, harassing person or something, you're playing against bots and your team is all other... Uh, Leavers, right? Like other mm-hmm. other um, toxic players. But you're playing in spots, and they're beating you. You're beating them, but you don't even know that you're playing in spots. You just don't get to interact with players because you're, you know, toxic. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see any games like uh, League and Dota and FPS games before MMORPGs because MMORPGs they do usually always have a means to communicate, right? And you can always check if someone's a bot if you're playing an MMORPG. You can actually literally ask them questions to their face, right? And that can kind of make players sure of bots. But all the mobile games that have zero player interaction. All the all the MOBAs, like they can just ignore you, and it's kind of normal, right? But in an MMORPG, it's easier to test the third bot or not. So I think we're, we're going to get an MMORPGs last. But I think easily in five, ten years from now, if you're playing Runes of Magic, any obscure MMORPG, it could be filled with bots, and it could have a thriving bot economy of all these NPC you know, player uh, server-controlled bots tricking you into thinking it's like a full world. And we're going to see it a lot in mobile games. We've seen it in PUBG Mobile. We've seen it in Paladins. We've seen it in Freestyle. You know, these are like all PC games as well and tons of mobile games. So it's going to it's going to be a completely different world, I think, in like 10 years. Yeah. And again, and technology is only getting better. The, our concern here is not uh, bots per se. You know, and you guys mentioned a few games like Final Fantasy XI or DDO. They allow you to recruit uh, bots mm-hmm. to kind of fill your party, right? Like, But you know they're NPC companions, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you think you're playing against a player or playing with a player, but it turns out to be a bot. So that, that, that's the concerning part. Yeah. yeah. When they're tricking you and you think you're playing with humans, but you're playing with bots. It's just, it's just, it's just a bit weird, you know? It just rubs you in a really weird way. Indeed. All right. Well, Watch that taking yeah, over, boys. Yeah. yeah I, I thought it was a pretty cool story. Uh, if you guys do notice situations like that, particularly in mobile games, I think it's pretty prevalent now. Uh, you know, bring it up. You know, leave us a comment or mention it in chat next week. But I think or any uh, of the mobile games you play yeah. too, if you see bots in them or you think you're playing as bots, it's worth mentioning. It's pretty cool. Okay, let's keep let's try to catalog all the games that utilize bots without telling you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. OG Proof asks, "What's your opinion on full loop?" Uh, PB games like Darkfall. Uh, OG Proof, the problem is those games, they're fun, but the audience for those games are tiny and they cannot succeed. Because for those games to succeed, like most players cannot survive a cutthroat world like Darkfall. They cannot survive a cutthroat world like Ultima Online. They just can't. Not, the player base for that isn't big enough. And for that reason, those games never manage to take off. And there's been a lot of games like Darkfall who have tried to go with the full loot open PvP. And Games that do a compromise can survive. I think uh, old school runescape is a good example. If you die in the wildy, you know you can drop your loot and stuff. With the open PvP in the wildy, 
But just full loot across the board. It just, it just. I love those kind of games. I grew up playing Ultima Online at my brother. We love those games, but there's just no. They, the audience isn't there for them. It's a hardcore niche audience. And with that, you, there's a controversy in Final Fantasy 14 I want to talk about, and we also have the. Let's talk, let's talk about the Final Fantasy 14 controversy for first, and then we'll jump to the Riot Games one, which is pretty, ooh, pretty cringe. All right, what do you got? So, I, I, I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of this, but uh, so Final Fantasy 14 has a new event going on called like, the Something Rises, right? And it's uh, in that event, you can get a piece of gear called uh, the White Raven Earring. All right. Pretty, pretty innocuous, right? You get the White Raven Earring from this event. And it's caused a huge, huge uproar in the Final Fantasy XIV forums. And let me go and link you the, the forums for this. And the reason being is basically the way events work in Final Fantasy XIV, like the rising event, you literally talk to an NPC and you do this brain dead easy quest and you get the reward, right? It's basically a free giveaway for these items, right? Event items. In this case, you get some nice earrings for it. Now, here the problem arises because this earring was an exclusive 1.0, remember, Final Fantasy XIV 1.0, which is before Realm Reborn came out, drop, that you would only get after defeating a hard boss in the game. So very few players were ever able to get this item in the game. It was these white raven earrings, which are super, super rare. You had to defeat this very difficult boss that very few people ever did. So maybe in the entire game, there's like less than a thousand players that have this, right? And now they literally handed the item out to everybody by doing this event, which is brain dead easy. And you can see in the forum post that they have a community rep quote from 2012 saying that this item will not be attainable in a Realm Reborn when the game relaunched because it's just from the original game. And people are pissed off as well because sometimes when they brought back old items, they would add a replica to the end of the item, right? Don't let you know that it's it's a replica item. You know, it's, it's a reintroduced version of the item. They didn't do it in this case. Well, okay. So since, okay, uh, since they were doing the replica thing, before this, they probably mm-hmm. should have done it here. But overall, I am glad they did this. Why? Because I don't like people who feel like they're smug because they have this re- exclusive thing. So the fact that they redo it and it kind of annoys these people makes me feel better. Hey, what, what, what do you mean feeling smug? This was like a sign of achievement. This was like a, this wasn't given. It wasn't even like one of those things. How is it like, achievement? You, I can't get it now, right? Because I can't go back in time. Yeah, yeah. And you probably would never be able to get it. Anyway. You don't know that. It wasn't. It wasn't something like. Um, like, you make a good point for, like, if you played back then, everyone got it, right? Or, like, it was, it was basically a giveaway back then. In that case, I feel like you're right because okay. it was more of a, you know, you had to be there to get it. Here, not only did you have to be there to get it, you had to be there and be the top 0.1% of players to be able to get it. And there's actually a comment by uh, some guy named Admiral Benson who cleared ultimate content and got the current ultimate content that's out in the game. And he got this item back in 1.0. And he says, you know, I, I know what difficult content is more is like. And getting this item back then is like was harder than doing the ultimate content today, which is which only zero point like zero one percent of players even did the ultimate content in Final Fantasy fourteen. So he's saying this was this was this wasn't like a you were there you got it. This was a and it this was a trophy, right? It was like you won like a tr- okay. legit but, trophy. I got it, but look, the trophy represents right your actual event that you did. So that guy who did your that, achievement. Achievement, he knows he achieved it. Okay, yes. right. That's the but now, why does everyone get the same trophy now? Okay, because the trophy never has meaning. It's an accomplishment. Of course it has meaning. No, the accomplishment has meaning. So do you think if they gave uh, like every okay, actor, if they every, sold- actor every, every actor in the world got a Grammy? Okay. Do you, don't you think it would dilute the meaning of the Grammys? Do you think people would watch the Grammys no, and give a shit about the but, Grammys? But, let's, say, let's, say, let's say they hold the Grammys, right? They give out the Grammys. But then they sell the exact replica of the statue. And it doesn't say replica. It's the exact same one. They sell them for five bucks a pop to everyone. You still know who won. Why do you need that... Like why does that but, thing? But, have- but, but, but you don't know who won because there's no there's no way to tell well, who can, won. Let's at make a list. Let's with, make a list. With you, Grammys, there's an event and you see who won it, right? There's nobody knows if this if the people that have that have this item today got it back then or not. You know, 
There's no like uh, what do you call it? No, the IMDb is the exact no, same. There's no like achievement list or something. No, you can never tell. The guy could just you know, the guy could just lie to you and say he has it. You got the item, he says he got it back in the day. You can. There's no way to distinguish who actually earned it. Okay, that seems to be a problem with the game. Most games, most of the time, they want to do is they have achievements or not even achievements, but you know, like but, you can, but even in achievement, you can't see their achievement, you know. And I don't think it, I don't think it came with a title. So this was actually just a trophy you would have in the game. Uh, does that one of those? Are there one of those like data sites for uh, Final Fantasy XIV where you can see the character's profile and everything they did? Like they're maybe like okay. But I, I I don't know if you view achievements through those third-party websites or not. You might be able to view titles, but I don't think I don't think it came with a title that you can wear publicly. And somebody says you can go to a trophy shop and buy a trophy. Yes, yeah, but so, the real exactly. world the, the, the real world has me- mechanics to distinguish who earned a trophy and who didn't. These virtual well, worlds. Why do don't not. you start a website called Final Fantasy no. 14 OG White Earring Crowd? And then wait, hold on. The, 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 keep in mind the the dev the community rep that works for Square Enix literally said that they have a confirmation from the devs that this item will not be obtainable in the new in the relaunch version of the game. It was a rare achievement in the 1.0 game. I feel like it's a slap in the face of everyone that earned this item back in the day. And it's, look, dude, Final Fantasy XIV is actually pretty good with basically releasing old content. If you miss something because you weren't there, you can usually buy it in the cash shop, right? You can buy it, and they put the word replica at the end because you didn't get it. I already yielded that they, since they did that in the past with the replica thing, they probably should have done that here too, okay? I will yield that. Mm -hmm. But as a general principle, let's say they never did the replica thing and they just brought them back. Okay. I wouldn't, then I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I have a big problem. It feels like it, these are your most loyal players that earn something, and you are devaluing their achievement. And it's not. It's about you know, it's it, it's bragging. Bragging. People play MMORPGs for bragging rights. Okay, and if you take this away, I think it's gonna piss off a lot of players. Like, why not? And why introduce? There's so many items you can add to the game. Why this one? Here's what I don't get. Okay. Why piss off your players? This seems like a recent thing in gaming. But and by recent, I mean like 15 years. So not that recent. But okay, remember when like Quake, we played Quake Three. Okay, sure. or StarCraft One. You knew who was good and who was bad, right? Yes. Without the need for this rank number, like, like you know, our league has even if a league had no ranking system, you know, the same people would be, would be at the World Championships, right? Yeah, of course. That are there today because there clearly is some kind of you know who's good, you know who's bad. You, you yes. Can, okay. So, so this symbol, these earrings, right? They, that's not what makes them clear the content. You know, if if you clear the content, you know who did it. You. These are all loyal people that have been playing for you know five plus years. They know they they know who else was there that day, right? When this thing happened. So like, what yeah. are they, what are they losing? You, you, I think you're missing a very fundamental thing about bragging rights. Okay, like my friend, for example, uh, recently completed uh, Heaven on High solo level 100, right? And they probably spent a good 50 hours running this content, right? And for doing it, you get a title. If you didn't get a title, if you didn't get the bragging rights associated with that title that you can share off, they simply would not have done it. And not just them. Most people, nobody else would do it because why? The whole point you would do these. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't right. believe that. I, I think there's things we did in like you know in EverQuest or Ultima Online. It doesn't, or, it doesn't without... apply to every line of thinking. However, when you when you're trying to achieve something where it's like, especially when it's something that's like so oddly pointless, right? Okay. Hmm. Look, so imagine I bought Final Fantasy 14 today and I did this event sure. for these earrings and I went around saying, "Oh, I was there. I I did it." No one would believe me, right? Just like if I said right now, I, I climbed Mount Everest. I got a statue of Mount Everest. That means I climbed it. No one would believe me. Like you don't need yes. like the trophy is not is not is but not. The tro- but, but, but the reality, if you had this trophy literally before this event came out, everyone believes you. You know why? Because it's literally the only way to get it. You could not have bought it from anybody else. You had to have done it, right? So that was the way to identify who did it. And by giving it away to everyone, you can no longer identify. Now nobody's gonna believe anybody. Let's say you actually did do the content back then. No one's gonna believe you anyway, no matter what. So you took away a means for people to identify their achievements in such a 
for, to literally gain nothing. People shouldn't need that kind of thing. They, sh they should know their people. People people shouldn't need money. People shouldn't need cars. We should all be live like Zen Buddhists what? and just meditate and be happy. Yeah, that's what we, we shouldn't need material things. But the reality is human behavior, like bragging rights and accomplishments and achievements, are what drives so, us to do things so, in games. Okay, so so before, like I said, in the past of gaming, you had bragging rights as well, right? Without without a, 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 an item or a title that that said you did it, you still know who did it. No, no. Games, even in the like World of Warcraft, EverQuest still had bragging rights. The people that got the the best gear in the game, you know, it was bragging rights if you had it. Okay. And no point did they take away your bragging rights by giving it away to everyone. So well, I, I don't understand your, your your point over here. Well, you, you can kill Ragnaros today in WoW and just get get his thing. And anyone can sure. solo it at level 120, obviously. So today, yes, yes, okay, you can but, do that today. But, but, and if someone says to me, oh, I, I killed uh, Ragnaros in vanilla, like I was the first, world first. Look, I have the item. I, I wouldn't believe him just because he had the item. Like, That's not like... I don't get well, this. If Ragnaros dropped like a specific loot during vanilla that he no longer drops today, and then you suddenly took that away and gave it away to everyone, you would just piss off everybody and gain nothing out of it. I, I wouldn't be pissed off. I, I, I'd be immensely pissed off. It, it, it's just a big slap in the face for your players. Players do this for the bragging rights. For example, me, for example, I played Final Fantasy XIV uh, a good amount, right? And there's a website called FFLogs. Uh, I linked it. You can show my, I can show my FFLogs right here. And if it wasn't for bragging rights associated with uh, FF logs where you can show off your stats and how well you do. Okay. I would have stopped playing a long time ago. The bragging that's, rights are what kept me playing the game. And, and hold on. Not that's a weird me. way. To, that's a retarded way to play. No, for, every player plays a game for different reasons. And there is a percent of yeah, players, players that want to get, uh, you can call it retarded, whatever. It keeps me engaged with the game longer. I wanted to get oranges and higher numbers on this website to track my, my DPS, right? And you know, I'm, I'm 1% in that fight. I'm 2% in this fight. 17% in the last fight. I, I definitely could have done better, but whatever. But, you know, this site and trying to achieve better stats is what kept me engaged with the game. And it's not just me. A lot of people do these things to keep engaged with the game. My friend who did the solo content to level 100 spent 50 hours trying to accomplish this to get to, to literally get a title, right? You don't really get anything but a title for it, right? Good job. You're, You're just falling for their, their little time traps. Good, what are you that? falling for? It, it, that's what entertainment is. It's time trash. It's loot. That would loot uh, loops. You watch Netflix to you know to to, well, to veg out and relax. Imagine tomorrow Netflix added something called the new Netflix achievement system, and they they yeah. make they make hundreds of achievements like uh, watch one series in one go without stopping. Uh, I bet your ass their engagement numbers go through the roof. Maybe, but but I'm just saying those people are retarded. The people who that retarded. would engage are just dumbass people. No, yes. I, I think you're completely wrong. Like imagine like uh. Like th three's a trick. You you watch three complete series in one day. Like like, ooh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this Netflix achievement, guys. Like, I think I think that they should do that. They make a lot. Of, they, they get a lot more engaged with it. That's actually a genius. You should suggest that to them. Also, he, Aaron is now the entertainment police. He gets to decide what forms of content are acceptable entertainment. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to derive achievement from, uh, entertainment from this, right? But to call somebody else's achieve like entertainment uh, where they value things retarded is, I think, really absurd. Because you don't value these things. I accept that you don't value this, right? Yeah. But what do you, What do you value? Whatever you value as entertainment, I'm not going to call it stupid Look, because you get nothing you, out of that. If you no, if if you weren't going to do something until a little achievement chart told you to do it, okay, you're retarded. Now, if you were going to do it anyway, whatever it is, right? Let's say you were going to watch three series in a row on Netflix, right? God bless. Mm -hmm. But but if you choose to do it because a stupid little symbol called achievement it's list has a tick box, rights. people do things for bragging rights in literally everything. Those aren't those aren't bragging rights. They're retarded yes, rights. They like, are. <laughs> what? People, so someone, people do bragging rights in real life and the video games. Yes, people do things for bragging rights. It's to be like, I'm no, the best. And, I, and here's proof I'm the best. I agree. Bragging rights are great, okay? Yeah. But if you need uh, a listicle or something, like a FF charts, to like chart your bragging rights for you, like that's not bragging rights now. It's just fulfilling the machine's requirement of you, or ask of you. 
Why? It also has serves real utility as well because if you want to get into groups and they'll check the first thing they'll check raid groups they'll check is your FF, FF logs. If you don't meet you know if you don't have good stats they're not going to consider you for their groups. So it does serve utility as well, bragging rights and utility. So so okay so once again you're okay with the Netflix achievement thing I, I listed. I I think it's a genius idea. <laughs> I actually think it's a really good idea. And Ride so Force agrees over there. The chat. Honestly, if there was a quest, imagine when you first launched Netflix, right? It's like your daily quest. Pops, daily quest. Know, watch <laughs> daily. Imagine daily quest on Netflix. I would watch that. Just, I would watch more Netflix. So would I. They're, this is a fucking genius idea. It's like, can you imagine? Like, hey, what level are you on Netflix? Oh, I'm level 16. I just I just finished my 16th. <laughs> If Twitch added achievement for like watching, oh, watch one stream, watch like six, watch eight what different streamers for twenty minutes each. If they added that, oh my god, holy mind blown! Twitch should add achievements, uh, daily no. quests, and like levels. People would do that. People would love that shit. Altai came up with a, a genius idea, literally like on the fly over here. All right, this is I have to invest in Netflix stock and give them the suggestion. All right, boys, here we go. Oh my god. No, but I, I'm actually mind blown that you don't recognize that people play these games for achievements and like. I mean, the, by the way, if you know, if uh, there's a lot of people that are on the dumb side of the equation. I don't think no, I don't <laughs> think it's dumb because look, I, I I personally played for the bragging rights on FF logs is one of the reasons I kept playing the game. If you know, and people like, if there was a like, imagine that if, in World of Warcraft, Altai, they added some uh, like really hard. If you could do some like dungeon solo, right, and it's really hard to do solo. But if you do it, you get a special title, right? If they didn't put the title there, nobody would do it. I don't think that's true. I think there are, I think there are a lot of people. For example, speedrunners, right? They in, in games before they had achievements, right? Like Mega Man, people do it to do it, right? They don't they do, do it. For, they, they do it to put their numbers on the stream. On the, they do it to compete with each other too. It, it's a sport, right? Oh, if I'm you, I'm fine with that. Again, yeah. if you're doing something to brag to your community or the broader community, right? Bragging rights. Uh, to show off your better yes, or whatever. Exactly. That's, that's what okay. these achievements are. That's, no, what no, no. The, that's what this that's what this earring was. You, you you don't understand. If you're doing it to compete with your peers, whatever it is, even if it's Netflix watching, I'm I can't judge you, okay? It, it's you. So why are you judging but these listen, earrings? If you're doing it, right, because the system told you this is the achievement you should go for, so you can get this check mark. And you're doing it for the check mark. Not not because you it's an interesting uh a distraction for you. It it can be if it's both, it's fine. It but if you're doing it but you said it, nobody would do it without that achievement. You said that. Yeah. If, if you got any, literally nothing for it, yes. If there's no, if, the, if 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 it's a, if you do something, okay. Whether it's grinding, you get a Netflix, reward for it too. Whether it's grinding. The, the thing about the reward is all that you're missing the point here. You're missing the point with the earrings. You're missing the point with the, doing the solo heaven on high. The point is the bragging rights. You cannot have the bragging rights without the title or the. You can because you can show. Nobody will believe you. You're not doing why it for the. Why do you want to show it to me who doesn't play the game? You you you're, you're bragging yeah, you, to your I community. Want to show it to be, let's say you want to show your community, right? And nobody's gonna fucking believe you unless what? you have the title over your head. Oh, oh, you, you, oh, or you can link them to your Twitch file of doing it, which nobody's gonna click into. Before the internet existed, there were still people who sped run before the internet existed. They shared yes, it with their community. They did multiple. Here, made, they had clubs. Made, we had we had all these friction points of proving your achievements, right? And you're saying. That was ideal. No, the reality was that was the shit days where we didn't have easier ways to prove you accomplished Wait, something. Me, and and, and technology made that easier where you can prove your achievements to other people. Okay. We got rid of those okay. friction points. Okay. You can always link VODs to people saying, look what I did. Or do you have the title, which is easier. Nobody's going to click into your VODs to see your achievements. There's an easier way of doing it that doesn't hurt anybody. Okay, I, I, I didn't say about hurting anybody. But let me, let me distill my point here, okay? One last time. If the achievement is a bonus for you, Right? If it's something you enjoy doing or would have done without that achievement there, and this is a bonus, an easier way of showing off, like you said, I'm okay with it. But if you are doing something to chase a, an achievement list, right, you are you are to totally 
conceding your free will. No. Like completely. Here's the problem. You cannot divorce these two things from each other. You can. No, you can't. Because you want to do something to prove that you did it, right? And the only way to prove you did it was the achievement or the title. That's How can you divorce those two concepts? Be- because we know for a fact that before the achievement systems existed, right, people still did what, what today would be achievements, whether it's going fast, doing something yes. solo that, that can be you know supposed and, to be. And, and what today's achievement systems and rewards did is they proved that you did those things oh, in an easier way. Uh, okay, so if if you are the kind of person who would have done it without the achievement, and now you do it with the achievement, no, I'm okay. The only, forget that the achievement is there to prove you did it. That's all it's there for. Nobody gives a shit about that you, check mark. You just admi- oh, you just admitted there are people who will only do it for the check mark. Well, that they're doing you, it for you the said that, not me. It. It's bright. The, the check mark is there for the bragging rights. They don't get, you know, very few people I imagine get, you know, real glory out of this, seeing that check mark. They I, do it so they can show off. I, I think this is all about bragging I rights. I think you're wrong. I think when people log into a game and they see the list of achievements, right, even if they have no interest in showing off to anybody, that list, they will do it just to check those things because they're just like mesmerized. Like they, they, they got to like get those achievements done. Arcade Machines had a high score list too. That's an achievement list as well. More proof over there. The whole point is these, these achievements in the game, these titles in the game gave you bragging rights bragging rights and i think players are reasonably pissed off that people who the very few players who earned these earrings back in the day are now literally giving given out to everybody and one of this guy's comment is this is about being authentic and trustworthy so that there's value that can be gleaned from the decisions to spend hours in this world that i want to keep on loving people spent hours earning this content earning these achievements back in the day and it's literally being taken away by giving it to everybody it's not being That's taken a big away slap in the face it's not it is the, the ability the, to see, the, to show off, the ability to say I did this is gone now. Nobody no, can. It's not. Prove you can. We did it. Yes, you can. No, you can't. There's Unless you pull an eight-year vod. Okay. How, so here, in a world without achievement systems or titles, how do people prove these things? You, you, you're trying to say this was the ideal world. Like that the was ultimate the garbage online, world. Like the first yes. world first in EverQuest. Some some guild got it. I don't know what it was. Right? There was no in-game, there was no way to check in the game. Yeah, but, and it'd be better if, if you know you can easily distinguish that without going on third party so, website. So my point oh, is, they are not taking the achievement away from you. They're taking away the stupid symbol of the achievement. Which yes, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's and by huge. the way. I conceded. That's the reason I play games, and it's the reason I bet no, you play a lot of games. No, too. it's not because we played games before achievement systems existed. Oh, and guess what? Not all achievement. The, we did. The ability to show off the achievements was a huge positive. No, no it wasn't. We played yes, Counter Strike, StarCraft One, uh, Quake. Oh my! There were no yes, achievements. We there was no it's rank system. It's not about achievements themselves. It's about being able to prove you did something. And I think making it easier to prove that was literally a win-win for everyone. No, I think I think I think we we seeded our what we're supposed to be doing in a game. Instead of, see, this is why we can't have good sandboxes either because we're all chasing those this listicle of, of achievements. And I think, I think, it, I think it makes gaming uh, less uh, exciting overall. Alta, Alta, what about this? Right? If you were a 1.0 player in Final Fantasy XIV, so you played the game before Realm Reborn, for example, your character has a special tattoo in the game, legacy tattoo that it's impossible to get out. It marks that you were a survivor of the cataclysmic events of 1.0, right? It marks something, you know, that you were there at the time, right? What if you can just randomly add that to your character going forward? Don't you think it would diminish the value and piss off players? Or oh, would it be a good thing if they can do that? Hold up, hold up. So, okay, I played EverQuest, right? When it was new. As an experience, Answer I sh- that question. All right, go ahead. And I shared that experience with people, right? I, I ran cool. into someone a couple days ago who also played EverQuest uh, during launch, right? And we talked about it for 30 minutes, reminiscing. Now, imagine you could have a title in, in like, I don't know, in, in a new game. It says EverQuest Survivor, right? And you have that title. I have that title. Everyone has that title. That will not, or everyone doesn't have the title. Either way, it will not. I will not lose my experience. Like, I don't understand. 
why do you need this recognition by by, by the th- this company? Like you you have it. You you know you know who's telling the truth. You know who's not. Bragging rights. It's why we do things in the real world and the virtual world. Stop acting autistic because you know what? people react this way. People do things for the bragging rights. Yes. And when you take it away, there's less reason to do it. If you took away FF logs, I would just play Final Fantasy less. I don't think it makes me stupid, and I don't think you know how you, where you derive value is stupid. But I, I, I just it, it hurts me that you can't no, see this. No, I, no, I think if you're playing it just for this, and you, and you wouldn't play it without this. Uh, then that's, well, that's I, weird. I would have played it less. Is the reality? Okay. I would have done it once I and think, never again. I, I think the universe would have been a better place then. I think no. it was a misallocation, a poor al- decision to play the game, a poor reason to play. No, you don't need my permission. You can play the game for any reason. You can like stab yourself with a knife and say, "I, I like this." Like I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not trying to judge in that sense. I'm just telling you my opinion on the value. Uh, that's it. I think I think you're crazy. And like I said, what about the legacy tattoo thing, for example? Anyone that played the original Final Fantasy XIV got the 1.0 legacy tattoo. Would you take that away from them? Would you? Would you? Put that in the character I'm creator. not taking because, away because, because why the fuck not? I, I, I mean, but, you would support putting that back in the, putting I, that in the I game, wouldn't be right? against it, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't like push for it. Uh, okay, I, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree over here. I think uh we've shared our opinions. Yeah. Uh, I am firmly bamboozled and surprised that you uh Really? I mean yes. I I think you knew before. I hate by the way, I, uh if, if you couldn't tell, guys, I hate achievements. Like what I mean by that is like the the checkmark achievements. You know, if you achieve something yes. in a game, you want to tell, tell your friends, brag, tell these war stories. It's amazing. I do it all the time. Like what I, you know, like this crazy stuff we did in old games. But if you need like this like a title or checkmark to sh- to prove to everyone you did it, uh, it's not exciting. You do need to prove that you did no. it because otherwise, people don't believe you. Your friends will believe you, but unless you look at. 20 minute vault to people, no one's gonna believe you. Why have the why put the friction point there when you can as easily fix it by putting a title and you can show off that you actually did do it? Like, I don't understand that, you know. Oh. Why do you want to create the extra friction? You literally gain nothing for the extra friction. Uh, and you're I, defending it for some reason. I, I don't get it. Well okay. Again, I preface that in the if in the previous items they did this with, if they add a replica, I don't see why they didn't also do it here. Okay. That's I'm yielding that, so uh, there's no reason to jump it down my throat. But I'm jumping down your throat. Okay. I don't, I don't even see a reason for that replica thing over if, if they had to do it over. Bragging rights is the success of mobile games. Uh, Velocity, I think bragging rights is the success of a lot of games. And uh, I don't know. Again, we'll agree or disagree over here. We got some other fun controversy to talk about. So I will definitely uh, talk about this with you more offline, Altai, because uh, oh, sure. I, mean, okay. I, I, I like argue about this shit yeah, with sure. you, but yeah. I, I, I don't really understand. Yeah, maybe I can better understand your perspective later. But uh, you showed me this article uh, earlier about Riot Games and uh, SJW. Baka business. So, share. I'll die. All right. So, which what, which article am I? Would you, are you linking here? Uh, the one about uh. Well, the first let me. First, okay. First, let's cover the whole spiel once again. Okay. The arc. The, the arc. arc. Okay. The arc ahead. here. Okay. So the arc basically starts with the league being accused of sexual misconduct and a, a shitty work environment. Okay. Uh, and basically, they responded this week. The response was basically to say, "Okay, we fucked up. No defense." We're gonna we're gonna change our ways, right? We're gonna mend our ways. They hired a whole bunch of lawyers and and culture consultants and all this stuff. Culture consultants, not one uh, but two. They said ooh, they, two. they hired two of the leading culture uh, people, I guess, in the world for this stuff. Um, okay, so they did all that, and I guess we're talking about this more recent controversy, right? With the mm-hmm. at, at PAX, I believe it was. Yes. So at PAX, they had a seminar, I guess. Uh, if you guys have ever been to conventions where they have like these little panels, right, and you can sit and listen to people talk about a certain topic, like I remember we went to BlizzCon many years ago, and they were talking about like you know Diablo panel, they had, like the WoW panel. So apparently at Riot uh, area they had a panel at uh, PAX, and this panel was about how uh, minorities can better 
navigate the uh, waters at Riot. So this was, I guess, aimed at people who were either employees or prospective employees of Riot, and how you know they would basically panel how minorities can navigate this uh, world. And so the controversial part is this panel was o- this uh, not just the panel, but the I guess the seating at the panel was only open to women and non-binary people. So basically, m- men were left out. They were banned from just sitting and listening to this conversation. So what do you think? That, it, it, just just that headline pisses me off. All right, they they literally had a panel that they did. They only allow they, they non-binary people and women were allowed to attend. So just regular old men is not allowed. So what is non-binary? Somebody asked. Somebody is not been keeping up with the with 2018. <laughs> all that describes non-binary is confused, <laughs> but it's uh, basically transgender people. People that don't it, assign with their their what? sex at birth is that what it is? Isn't it? I thought it was people who are like both or something. Because if if you're what? if you're a man who identifies, I'm a woman, pretty sure non-binary just means you you are not you don't uh, you don't associate with your gender at birth. Uh, I thought it was like you're not man or woman. You're like some, something else, like other. Kin. Uh, 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 well, that th- that as well. It counts other kin. I guess all the all those other genders would count as well. Yeah, it's Canaris. Canaris. Yeah, I think you're wrong, Omar. If you're a man. And, I mean, if you're born male and you want to be called a woman, right? You're still binary. You just, you're, you know, really. So, well, so binary is non-binary. Doesn't non-binary include trans people? I don't know. Gender queer, also known as binary, non-binary, is a catch-all category for gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine. Yeah, identities which are outside the gender binary. Yeah, you're wrong, buddy. You don't know what you're talking about. No, gender. I'm pretty sure not. It counts transgender. I think. No, no. Well, if you're transgender and the, and the gender you're choosing is like ooga booga, then yes. But if you're a man, if you're a man who wants to be a woman, okay, or a woman who wants to be a man, you're still binary. Hold on, gender queer people may identify either having overlap or indefinite lines between gender identity. I'm pretty sure non-binary include. Get get your SJW terms right before you come at me. All right, maybe maybe SJW terms need some work. Yeah. So okay, I, I maintain my original position that they're confused. What is a non-binary person? Uh... I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you were trans, you could have attended that seminar. I'm pretty sure that, the, that that's what they're including. But again, I'm not sure. I don't, maybe somebody in the chat can. can <laughs> well, can, here's, uh, can... here's my point. How do they know? Like, okay, imagine like I try to enter and like, sorry, sir, you can't come in. Sir, did you just call me sir? I actually identify as High Lord Uga Booga, okay, of the of the Orc Clan. <laughs> now let me in. Like, what maybe. are you gonna say? No. Like, I don't know. How do you? Because if you're trans, you can very easily tell usually if someone is trans, right? Well, not very easily, but like it's more obvious than if you if you identify as like. N- Something else. So, regardless, this panel it pissed me off because why are you excluding just regular men? You know, regular men from this. A woman and non-binary individuals are invited. Everyone else is banned from entering this panel. And what made it particularly worse is that this wasn't really announced beforehand. So, like usually these events, you know, packs, they, they tell you what all the seminars there, there's going to be happening here, right? So it wasn't until the, the convention began that that people realized that you know this this wasn't open to men. So basically, if you're a man, you're banned from this place. And it was, I guess this was a, their way of combating sexism, was kind of like banning men from this event, which is a really bizarre way of combating uh, sexism. And when you run, yeah. literally exclude somebody from it. And it's really bizarre because, I think mean, you, you mentioned this before, like, this wasn't a, a panel which I would imagine is a lot of demand. I mean, most people at PAX don't really give a shit about, like, being a minority in a, in a workplace, right? Like, it's not something that's to be, like, packed up. You know, they're, they're, they're not talking about game design. They're not talking about anything exciting, right? So the seats are going to be empty anyway, right? So I'm sure there's... If if you're if you if maybe you might be curious maybe a dude that's curious about how minorities and maybe you know non-binary people handle the workplace and maybe you want to better yourself and find out like what troubles they have in the workplace maybe exactly. you want to sit down there yeah. and learn from like what troubles they have so maybe you can be a better person you know the point is like why would by excluding these people you're really just pissing off your player base and I think there was an article I think 
that, that mentioned that like there's outrage amongst uh, League of Legends players over this uh over this event. And what's really bizarre is that the Riot Games Twitter account actually like defended this position, like and would argue with people that were trying to argue against them on on Twitter, which is it's so bizarre because I get it, like having a you know a sexist work environment is not good, right? And like those articles about how like those instances of sexism hurt Riot's reputation for sure, right? That, that initial like expose. Even though we talked about it in a previous podcast, I don't think it carried a lot of merit. But I'm sure, like there, there are some instances where this shit happened at Riot, and they should fix those, right? But the player base as a whole wasn't like outraged by this because I think most players realize that in a big company where there's thousands of employees, some shit happens once in a while. It's never excusable, but shit happens. But when your company takes this position that's so public to basically just say, "Okay, we have an event only for non-binary and women," that's like your player base is going to cringe, even if you have like a valid defense of this position, and you know. It requires a lot of explanation. It was a dumb move for them to make, and they're just alienating, alienating their player base, which mostly doesn't give a shit about that stuff anyway. And now people are pissed off, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. This was a PR disaster, I think, for them. Um, mm. And I think Riot Games has kind of lost its way because, despite being still the number two grossing PC game, uh, the Super Data, you know, every week, uh, put, every month puts out stats. Mm. Dungeon Fighter Online number one, League of Legends number two in the world. Mm. So, despite being the number two uh, grossing game. They're actually on course to lose money. That's still mind blowing. I mean, that was an internal report over came a billion. Out, yeah. I think they made one point. They made one point eight billion dollars last year in gross revenue. Oh, in total revenue, I'm pretty sure they're going to make that kind of money like around around the same this year, probably maybe one point five. They said numbers are down fifteen percent or so, fifteen twenty percent. It's still a very big number, but they're on course to lose money. And I think uh, hiring extra extra layers of bureaucracy and and, and some gender consultants and multiple yeah. law firms to make you more socially diverse is not going to be helping them. Rare or above, you've just conceived an EcoBots baby. Thank you for the nine months nine in a row. <laughs> Much love, fam. I like uh, Chaos's theory. It's their, it's Tencent's way of crashing leagues so they can transition players into their mobile clones. Well, actually, I have, I have a theory about that, uh, Chaos. So I think, honestly, at this point, I think Tencent, you know, if you're listening out there, Mr. Tencent, it might be time to bring ten, uh, Riot Games to China where you can actually make money off the biggest game in the world instead of, you know, losing money. Because so the problem is Riot Games has 2,500 employees. I did some Googling, and uh, Blizzard total has 5,000. Mm-hmm. And Blizzard, remember, is running WoW, which is also in the top 10. It's running mm-hmm. you know, HOTS. It's running Diablo. It's running StarCraft, Overwatch. And these are huge mm-hmm. games. And who knows what else they're working on? Hearthstone, right? Uh, yeah. they're, they're making movies, for God's sake. <laughs> um, and they have 5,000 employees total. Uh, so Riot Games is sitting at 2, 2.5. Okay. And, and they just hired a whole bunch of new people for this whole gender stuff, like you said. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I think they just lost their way. I think it's time for uh, Tencent to bring that to China, uh, where the it's biggest bad, market though. is. It, it's real bad. I, I'm actually like seeing Riot's position on this really changes my opinion on on the company and the game because yeah, I, I don't really give a shit about this stuff for the most part. I, I play the game for it being fun, but like it really does make me like it makes me question all their other decision making because it's not just one decision being made. Okay, the people that Riot that decided that like this was the course of action to do to ban to, to you know to, to ban. You know, men from attending this panel, like this, this thought process, it, uh, it, you know, it infected Riot, and it's going to find their way to uh, infect the rest of the game as well. If I can't trust their thought process on, um, on, on this, I'm not going to trust their thought process on literally everything else in the game. Like, I lost a lot of respect for them as a company, and it's going to make me lose respect for their game a bit as well. And I think it's going to hurt their player numbers as well. A lot of people are going to be pissed, pissed off over this. All right, I got it. I got the next event. All right, for a re- leak, mm-hmm. all the female champions earn twenty percent more gold. Ooh. To make up for the gender pay gap, okay, it's like a protest. Uh, I like it. Yo, they should. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that'd be amazing. So, 
Um, uh, after this, after this, you know, this drama infected, it was all over the internet like this last week. Uh, our League of Legends had a few fun satire posts about this, right? So the the top post of the week is League of Legends to introduce separate ranked queues for female and non-binary players in 2019. Will not <laughs> include male. Will not include male champions. That's funny. So, are there, are there any ambiguously unambiguous, ambiguously uh, gendered uh, champions? <sighs> Like Ugarth, like so. what is Ugarth? Is he a male? Who, who's Ugarth? Who the fuck are you talking about? There's a hero that like it's like, it's like a bug that like spits. Ur- Urga, 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 Urga. No, I think he's a dude. He's like, a dude. I don't think there's any obvious um non-gendered champions. Yeah. Uh, we got a what's, what, what's pretty funny about this too is uh, I think writers refer to people that people complain about this as man babies on the internet, and they double down on their yeah. You know, I, I was showing that it's a boogie. Uh, tw- YouTube's uh, resident double lord here mm-hmm. <laughs> had this uh, tweet. Uh, so Riot Games held a panel at PAX West that was open to women and non-binary folks. When asked to clarify, made it clear that it was excluding men and called Redditors who were against this man babies. So, okay, <laughs> so it's, it's wrong to say sexist things against women, but a Riot employee can openly call people who complain man babies, but that's okay. That's not sexist. That's not, that's not a toxic culture, right? It's only a toxic culture if you're, you know, making women uncomfortable. It's, uh, it's... It's pretty nuts, though. This 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 whole situation really makes me question them. And you asked earlier, somebody mentioned in the chat, Ezreal might be the kind of gender, uh, you know, ambiguous character. Could be a guy or a girl. You know, he's got skins that like that for like girl skins that other heroes wouldn't get, but like, he has it. So he could be he could go either way. And there's some really good parodies over this too. It's just it's it, it's it's really bad though. I, I lost a lot of respect for for Riot. And in fact, this kind of uh, slightly related. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. next up, this is literally how Rome. I don't know if it's literally like how Rome fell. It's, it's uh, like the, it's the, uh, the, the, the Senate is arguing over should we allow men into the Senate on Tuesdays for the transgender speech? I say nay. <laughs> nah, man, Shaco is definitely a woman. Uh, it's it, it's pretty bad. And what's uh, what's somewhat related, and why I thought like this kind of stuff. I think um, like poisons their thought process. There was an article you ranked, you linked me before about ranked League of Legends. There's more players now in silver. I'll find it before. I'll find we, it. This is a great article. Mention that. So basically, we talk about rank distribution a lot in um, like Overwatch, League of Legends, and like a lot of competitive online games. And I, I've long praised um, League of Legends because it, it puts the majority of their player base in silver and bronze, right? You know, if, you, you know, if, you're, if you're gold in League of Legends, you're like top 25%, right? Whereas if you're gold in Overwatch, you could literally be like bottom. 40% you can still be gold. So League of Legends put most players in bronze and silver where there's there's inflation in games like Overwatch which place you very high even though you don't like in Heroes of the Storm as well. Like most players in Heroes of the Storm are like gold or higher where the gold doesn't really mean anything when everything is so high up. So, so now this article talk about the article Altai? Uh, so I'll just read the one uh, paragraph that's pertinent here. So on EU West servers player distribution has seen bronze players go from 26.42% of the total to 15.38 since September 2017. So in one year, the number of people in bronze has fallen by 10%. Uh, similar, that stat has gone from 25.44 to 15.2% on NA servers. Silver in both territories has gone up by 6%, and gold has increased by about 4%. So there All are right, more, these, yeah. these are like 6% increases. These are 6% additive increases. Additive, so we're, yeah. if gold was like 20% before, it's now 26%. So it's like a 20% total increase in gold players. So what they're doing is they're pushing players up. And the way rank systems work and ELO works is it should always be a distribution, right? It shouldn't. You can't say people are getting better. That makes no sense in the context of a ranked system, right? It's supposed to be a distribution. But what they're doing is they're pushing more. They changed the system and the algorithm to push more players into gold, platinum, and out of bronze and silver. 
So they're making people feel good about themselves. So now, you know, for a long time, Riot was pretty good with their rank system where they, they you know, if you were gold in League of Legends, it meant something. But now they're, they're following the lead of Overwatch and Blizzard and a lot of other games of making people feel good about themselves more so than the integrity of the of the rank distribution, the rank system, which is goes back hand in hand with their SJW position on this this bullshit seminar. They're, oh, are they linked? Are those linked, Omar? You're making a link? The thought process is linked, of course. It's, it's about making people feel good about themselves more so than like they're 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 ruining the integrity of a mathematical system. Like these distributions or mathematical systems that they're just fucking with just to make people feel good about themselves Here, and just changing them. Here's a fun thought process. I'm offended. Okay, so right now there's actually a lawsuit going on against Harvard and other Ivy Leagues. Asian Americans are suing these schools because they're saying they were discriminated against, right? Despite having higher scores, they were not let in uh, mm -hmm. when other races were let in, right? Affirmative action, basically. Yeah. Could you imagine uh, a game like League doing this? So Diamond, what's the highest? Diamond, right? Uh, like, no. Besides Mass. Technically, like, yeah, good, yeah. Diamond, okay. So imagine, ima imagine they say Challenger or Diamond has to have at least 30% of females. So if you're a female player who should be like Platinum, okay, but you're the highest woman, let's say, you get, bumped, you get bumped up to a Masters or, or, or diamond, High Diamond. Would you be... Do you think the, do you think the audience would revolt or would that be like a... No yes, they, 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 would, they would revolt. And uh, what's crazy is there there will be a noticeable decline in League's player base over this recent position that Riot took with this panel. People will revolt. People care about this shit because they care... They, they don't really give a shit about the actual event. They care about the thought process behind it and it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss a lot of people off. Especially if they did the the affirmative action thing that you just mentioned. Uh, I think it'd be a cool experiment to see if people, because uh, in, in the real world, guys. By the way, this is how it works. If you apply for like a government job or a school, uh, you, you know your race actually plays a big role, and uh, or your gender too, presumably. So I'm, I wonder I, if that. There's a big difference, though. If if you if you bump a platinum female gamer into a you know, e girl into like a challenger, every game they play, whichever team she's on, will just lose. Okay. Whereas if you apply to Harvard as like a minority. You know, you don't really drag everyone else down. You know, you can all just pass too. You know, the no, average grade in Harvard is like an A, so it doesn't matter. No, it, but but what you do after Harvard uh, reflects well, sure, on, the, on the prestige of Harvard. You know, I'm saying, okay, like imagine well, they let like, okay, ten like percent of people to just just sit there and sleep all day, and then after they graduate, they go home and play WoW all day. Now, now you can't say something like the average Harvard graduate ends, you know, goes on to make a million dollars a year. No, no, but because affirmative action carries over into the into the real world as well. So after Harvard. You know, more companies want to hire like minority executives, right? So if you're a minority, even if you perform less, you're more likely to be able to get well, out, like a senior. Well, that's position. why we got to do what I said. You get the, you give the girls twenty percent more gold, so it evens out. <laughs> so they still win the same percent. If they, if they did that, they could balance it out. Yeah. If you get like the worst player, if you, if, you, if you like bump a platinum a girl player into challenger and she just gets like twenty percent more gold, yeah, yeah it could still she, create a fair balance. She hits harder. Game, she hits harder, so like it balances out. Yeah, takes harder. <laughs> I, I think people would riot, but I, I, honestly, riot I would be surprised. games. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. I could see people doing that though. I could see a game eventually doing that. Like if if they go mega SJW like Baka business, it could happen. It happens in the real world already with uh, you know affirmative action and stuff. So they could easily apply that principle to gaming. So the trick is when you're making your account, you got to choose female, half non-binary, half Native American, uh, half Black yes. woman. Okay, then you cute. identify as dragon. <laughs> yeah. again, obviously, you, you should be bronze, but you get bumped up to master. <laughs> Can somebody tell me definitively if you're does what does non does non-binary include trans people or no? No, it doesn't. Unless you're like trans dragon or something, yeah, no, it includes it, that. It right? includes people who d don't think gender is either male or female. It's more than that. That's what. So it's oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. Like, like if I want to be, is this called pansexual and all that? Crap. I, I I don't know what these words mean. What does pansexual mean? I I, I don't know either. I just know it's one of the things.
Okay. Like for example, on uh, Facebook, you can choose fifty genders, right? Yeah, it's just really weird. So, so a trans person who chooses male or female wouldn't choose those other ones. They would choose male or female, right? So everything yeah. else is non-binary. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I I've not gone down this rabbit hole. I, my my knowledge of this stuff is basically I know you know I, I know trans people, but I don't know <laughs> the non-binary stuff. I'm, I've I've seen, I've seen meme videos about attack helicopters, but I I don't know what that accurately, accurately represents. Is there like any scientific literature on like people actually associating as like non-humans or that's all bullshit? Because there are actual medical journals on you know gender dysphoria and stuff. But is there any actual medical literature on people on other kin? Like this concept of other kin is that like a real? Like studied subject that like science recognizes. I, I have no clue. All right, but but like somebody said, pancake sexual. That sounds delicious, <laughs> Castle Bird. Let me get on that pancake sexual. Yes, it's called psychosis. <laughs> nice donut. I feel like you you just offended a lot of uh, a lot of people on Tumblr with that one. All right, we got the Tumblr police coming after us. The Tumblr police. All right. Well, anyway, that's the situation with Riot. Um, the player base has been declining. Um. Mainly because of Fortnite, a lot of casuals went to yeah. Fortnite. Uh, the game is struggling. Like I said, they're kind of they're, they're on track to lose money this year. So yeah, I think it's time for uh, Tencent to bring League of the Legends development to China, which is by Fire the way their biggest overpaid Western employees. By the way, I, I, you found some chart earlier. Uh, it's surprising what percent of players of in, in in League are actually from East Asia, whether it's China or South Korea. It's mm-hmm. you know as a total of League players. North America is, I think, a pretty small minority. I think it was something like 10% of players are from America. Yeah, it, the vast majority, like a big percent of league players are already from, from China and Korea already. And we, we found numbers from the League World Championships, like over 97% of the players that watched the League World Championships last year that was in China, was like they were in China. Of the viewers, the vast majority, 97% of people that watched the League Worlds were, were in China last year. So the percent of players are already very much uh, favored to be in China. Anyway, we should Dead talk a about World of Warcraft. All right, let's do it. Let All right, I'll tell you. You've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft a bit, so talk a little about World of Warcraft. And we know the the raids are also coming out today. So what's what's the deal? Well, I've I've look for a few. It's one of those things where it either clicks for you or it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it really clicked. So Gumble and I have been playing basically every day since it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's a big day. Today's the first raid came out. Uh, so after the podcast, I'll be playing that. Uh, something called Mythic Keystones, which allow you to run the five-man dungeons at, at progressively harder difficulties. Uh, also came out today. So you can do Mythic 0, which is the base level, and it goes all the way up to Mythic 10, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Depending on how how many of those you can do, what tier you can do, you get different loot at the uh, end of the week. So I've been enjoying the hell out of that, uh, and I think it's very popular. I think if you look at Twitch, like uh, we were watching Asmo Gold uh, do his raid today, Look, it's number mm-hmm. two right now. After Fortnite, which is like this huge, you know, phenomena in the world right now, uh, World of Warcraft's number two most watched game on Twitch. So this game still got you know some pull power here. So um, I linked you the the Asmogold uh, stream we were watching earlier today. So he, he streamed for seven hours, uh, trying to go for the world first in Uldir. He didn't get it though. I think Tavli got it. Somebody else didn't do it. But it, it was fun to watch because he was getting mad at um, it's your boy Asmogold. Yeah, he's one of the few wow streamers I do watch on occasion, just once in a blue moon. I actually don't watch too much Twitch, but I've seen him a few times. So we were watching him play. He was yelling at his teammates, which is pretty great. I, I love a little bit of toxicity in the morning, you know? Waking up to see some guy yelling at his teammates. Ooh, shit's amazing. But uh, I was watching this fight, and he's doing it in normal, right? And he was he died. Uh, he, he beat the fight on his seventh attempt. And he beat it on his seventh attempt on normal, which is actually pretty intense, because for the normal mode, I was expecting it to be much easier. Yeah, me too. 
But remember, normal mode is still harder than uh, LFR mode, which LFR mode is not out yet. LFR mode is used, is really the joke version, right? Normal is at least, you know, you got to do something, right? And, you know, we saw him wipe seven times. And I was I was watching the fight. And, you know, it seemed really easy, though, watching the fight, you know? Because I, I, I haven't raided in WoW, like, since vanilla. So I can't really compare it too much. But I, I was watching him play. And the individual mechanics in this normal fight. Remember, this is a normal fight where it just seemed really brain dead easy, which is why I'm surprised it took him a while to kill it. There's there's like four mechanics he's got to keep track of while playing the game. Like he's got to, you know, he's got to watch out for one player gets targeted every like every X amount of time where there's a bomb on his head basically and he blows him in four seconds. And his job, his only job is to walk away from the party and blow up over there. And if he does that, he's fine. He comes back to the party, gets healed, keeps whacking the boss. The other mechanic in, uh, in, in this fight for a uh, Gahoon was every once in a while there's a don't look mechanic so the boss casts a spell if you look at him you get like feared or some shit right don't look at the boss when he casts a mechanic you know final fantasy 14's got the same mechanic don't look at the boss when he casts a don't look mechanic and once in a while there's a circle appears on the ground you got to split that between all the range and all the you know, all the all the all the tanks and then healers and everyone else you know just the two groups basically tank the circles in the ground to split some buffs and that was really it in normal mode so i was surprised to see him wipe seven times on this fight i mean not because of him obviously other people making mistakes as well but i think what's remarkable is even though there aren't there weren't that many mechanics in this fight, what made it difficult was there was twenty players and people other people were messing up all the time. So it's a whole different ball game when you're playing with eight players like Final Fantasy fourteen has, and you got twenty players in uh, in World of Warcraft. And I think honestly, I think it's two fundamentally different um, philosophies of uh, challenge or difficulty. So for me, uh, mechanics is like the lazy way out. Like it, for me, like a fun game doesn't number of mechanics for me is not what makes a game good or challenging. Uh, like, just think of like a battle. Like, uh, you have you know you have swordsmen, archers, and horsemen. But the, the, you know you don't need like falling rain uh, fireballs to make something difficult. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's about fluidity. Like in uh, WoW, you just a million ways to win. You have a million ways to stand. Different comps you can use. Different you know um, times you can beat it. You can you can tank some mechanics maybe. I don't know, whatever your strat is, right? Whereas a mecha- the more mechanical a game is, the more it seems like there's a way to do it. Yeah. Usually, I, yeah, and I don't like that. I don't like okay. Uh, at, at one sec, at one minute into the fight, you gotta go left. Two minutes in, you like I don't like the fact that you can like basically train a lot of these games to play blindfolded. I want a fluid game where it's a little bit of randomness. Um, randomness is good, I think. But randomness you know. can make the fight fun. But I think the mechanics, you know, even if they're randomized, can make the fight interesting. So I know that you watched this fight, right? You, you you saw the mechanics in this fight, right? You both watched it at the same time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted I, I looked up what this fight entails in mythic mode, right? And it's actually pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So in mythic mode. You know how one person gets targeted with a buff, uh, with, with an explosion, you know, and four seconds he blows up, right? And they, these balls come out of him. These balls you got dodged throughout the entire fight, right? So in normal mode, one person gets targeted. And once in a while, yeah, he just runs away, and that's it. On mythic mode, I'll die, 12 players get targeted. Wow. So instead of one person having to split from the party, 12 players have to all go somewhere else. And what's remarkable is uh, the little balls, the little like, uh, they, they look kind of like gray balls that like bounce out, like uh, light brown balls. And if you if you hit by them, it's usually not that bad. You get you get a debuff and you take some damage, right? And the person that blows up launches four balls, uh, five balls rather. In, in in the mythic mode, it's only three balls. But every time a player gets hit by one of those balls, he also launches three more balls. So if any player like gets hit by that, it's a cascade effect of other players getting hit by these uh by the by the balls as well. So there's so much more like intricacy involved. Where we saw the mechanic in normal mode it was kind of a joke. Again, if you get targeted, you walk away. That's it. But when twelve players get targeted. And if every player gets hit by a, any player gets hit by a ball, they launch three more balls. That's it creates cool. a crazy like more shit you gotta keep track of. And of course, the monsters the, the balls hits harder and it's got more HP. And there's actually new mechanics as well. So there's mechanics where every player's gotta like basically the whole arena blows up in two different stages. 
which is not a particularly complex mechanic where basically like half the arena blows up and the other half blows up so you got to move and dodge it which is pretty neat but it's that combined with all these other mechanics going on so the the mythic mode seems way more exciting because i was like i, I didn't know if this is mythic or, or heroic even when i first started watching this but when i heard it was normal i was like holy shit that's pretty cool that a normal mode fight is actually having causing some trouble so it's pretty hype and uh, so I, i'm excited to see this in mythic mode because you know if, if he had this much trouble with his group in uh, a normal mode Ooh, mythic, uh, mythic should be pretty fun. Oh yeah, and uh, and even the other five-man dungeons also have that uh, concept where in each difficulty there's more and more mechanics unlocked. Mm -hmm. So the mythic dungeons, the five-mans even have different uh, have additional mechanics. Like each time you go up a mm -hmm. tier, you you see more mechanics, which is kind of cool. It's a good, it's a good system. Yeah, because you know I'm I still want to compare it to Final Fantasy uh, 14, which I've rated in. I want to count the number of mechanics in uh, in a mythic fight. I know you linked me one mythic fight from uh, the beta for Battle for Azeroth. Was that mythic? When you linked me? I don't. I don't know. I, all I know is it was a raid boss. One of the raid bosses. Yeah. They, 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 you know, I guess I'll, I'll wait to you know for my opinion. But I want, I want to count the number of mechanics each player is involved with, because you know in Final Fantasy XIV you're typically doing more things. But you know the thing is when you have twenty players, it's obviously there's a lot more room to make mistakes. When when one player messes up in in World of Warcraft, it screws up everybody else. It's like you know, if one person didn't split from the party and he blows up, basically he kills everyone with him. So there's a lot of different ways to screw up. And you, you know you get very limited battle reses too, whereas you can just res for days in Final Fantasy XIV. But watching the stream was actually mega fun. I, I really enjoyed watching Asmongold uh, do these raids, and uh, you know uh, you're going to be trying some raids uh, later tonight, so it'd be fun to watch some of you do that too. Oh yeah, I I hope. What else? Here's the thing though. Like, I'm playing with like four or five friends. We're not we're not like really in, like a, a raiding guild. Yeah. So we're going to see if we can get enough people for the raid. If we can't, we'll we'll do our mythic keystones, which is like the harder tier mythics five mans. And once we start doing that, maybe I'll. I'll Throw the stream up on my personal channel at least. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one more swipe at Final Fantasy game I, I got to take here. All right. Take another swipe. Okay. All time. So uh, you guys are watching the final boss of the raid here. And it's like this giant slug monster. And you know, Arena is like this, you know, cavey kind of place with like these just sludge on the floor. And I really think the, the when I when we were arguing about the, what a raid is, right? That you have to weave your way through this uh, compound, right? Like you got to wake your way down underground to where this, this, mm -hmm. this like old god is or whatever, right? And each way, there's like each step of the way, there's like trash mobs, a different setting, a different room. I think it, the ambiance really adds to the experience. It makes it, it makes it a raid. Whereas if I just queue it with eight people into a floating, you know, arena in space, and there's a giant guy hovering waiting for me to attack him, uh, to start the fight, like, like to me that that that, that kind of diminishes what a raid is. Mm, I, I get your point. I, I get what you're saying with the boss fights, and a lot of the Final Fantasy XIV uh, Savage fights are really just generally floating circles. Like there's some variations to the floating circle, but for the most part, they're pretty minimal interaction with the environment. And it is kind of cool that you wave, you weave your way through there. But I don't think it's a requirement. And I think the cool part about the raids in World of Warcraft are they are just boss fight after boss fight. But the trash mobs, I don't like. I still don't like the concept of you know fighting away through trash mobs. I don't think the trash mobs really add anything there. Some of them, are, by the way, so far in Mythic Dungeons at least, I've wiped more on trash mobs than uh, than bosses because some of the trash mobs they have abilities, like they have interesting yeah. mechanics. You have, to, you have to know them. That's why you, you wipe to them in the process of learning what the hell they're doing. You know, that's that. That's why you're. That's the only reason you're wiping. But also, I, I want to make a comparison here between uh, so Final Fantasy XIV. There's a lot of storytelling, right, with the cutscenes, with the dialogue. Whereas I prefer WoW's approach of world building, right. So when you have an environment like this, like I, I'm fighting this slug in this in his lair, right. I have a concept of the, what the world is like. Uh, so the, the world is built well, uh, even if the direct storytelling is is a lot less. I feel than Final Fantasy XIV, and it, it's just mm -hmm. a I guess difference in what you like more, a taste difference. Uh, I prefer the world building over storytelling. Uh, if done right, they can both be. They can both be good, obviously. 
you know, there are there are fights in Final Fantasy XIV that the, the the environments are a little more interactive. There's more shit going on, but I do think the the World of Warcraft dungeons and the raid fights are definitely more like the environment plays a bigger role, which is kind of cool. All right. I think what? the Blizzard storytelling. The good thing about storytelling that's more like in the background rather than being in your face the way Final Fantasy XIV does. If you do a poor job or a meh job at storytelling, it doesn't ruin the game. It doesn't really take anything away from the game, right? But when Final Fantasy XIV puts this story in your face that's like you know main story quest some unskippable cutscenes like some really you know 30 minutes of just telling you the story and and it sucks then it then is a big detraction from the game like some parts of 14 i thought were really bad because the game is trying so hard with the story and it's in your face and when it sucks it's bad whereas in wow it plays a back seat where it, it, you know if you don't pay attention who cares if it sucks you know that's 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 the biggest distinction i think one more thing before we uh, go about wow uh, i'm i was very impressed with um how it handles lots of players on the screen. So I queued for a uh, battleground, one of those uh, 40 on 40 ones. And it was a total clusterfuck, you know, like just people, but it didn't lag. It was 80 people fighting in a small area. There was no lag. There was no stuttering. And it was only recently that the Battle Royale games, right, PUBG and Fortnite, uh, upgraded the engine enough, Unreal Engine enough to actually handle 100 players without like, you know, like 10 10, uh, refresh rate, you know, like. Yeah. So it's amazing to me that a 14-year-old game like WoW can handle so many players on the same map. And some of the world bosses, like you see him fight a world boss towards the end of this uh, stream here. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. The world boss seemed pretty easy, though. It was easy, but my point is that many people on a map, and it didn't seem to lag that bad. I like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, MMORPGs have gotten way more optimized like that, so it's all good. Oh, Derpy07 says he's played 14 for the first time in a few years. I was impressed with the story. I mean, I'm glad he enjoyed it. You know, it's not, I mean... I've enjoyed bits and pieces of the story, disliked a lot of it, but other bits were good. Any other big stories to cover all the time? Big story. Well, uh, Terra's doing a server merge for PC. Yeah, but that, that was already kind of pre-announced a while ago, because when they did the console ones, they said yep. the PC ones are coming soon. Yep. And, you know, server merge is usually like a bad word or like not viewed as good words, but like it's it, it, it's necessary. You know, get, the, get more players on a single server improves the experience for everyone. Well, my point I was going to make is I think technology is at a place now with the cloud and sharding and stuff that we we should not as players see servers anymore. Like in WoW, uh, you can pretty much you can you can uh, raid with and do dungeons with anyone across any server, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in the open world, you often see people from multiple servers. Like uh, the way the zoning works and sharding works. I think honestly, it should just get rid of these servers at this point. Like it should just be one realm per region. Like yes, US, 100%. US, North America, South America, Europe, whatever. It, it would just make it much better. I'm uh, 100% with you on that. There are there are 246 servers for WoW just in America, US, West, uh, North America. It's insane. It's, it's there's, there's no reason for it. Yeah, I no mean, reason. a lot of it's integrated, so you know it doesn't really matter. You're on different servers, but it just it's weird. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it. All right. Well, there was a there was a bit of a story on Black Desert being you know more pay to win now. What a surprise! With every patch, you know, there's a. Uh, more more things being added to the game that you know people are saying kill the game. Fairly more recently now you can uh, you, there's new costumes in the game that you can melt into cronstones which you can upgrade uh, your gear with a better you know with uh, oh, without yeah, having yeah. a chance of getting downgraded. So like it seems like every patch in Black Desert Online they're taking additional steps to basically um, let people that are willing to spend money get more advantage. There was always an advantage to paying money in Black Desert Online, but now it's getting a bit bit, bit more and more. So uh, yikes. The remaster came out too, and apparently the numbers yeah. are back up, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Let's see how oh, we didn't talk about Bless. What the hell? Oh, we got to talk about Bless. All right, what do you got? What do you got for Bless? 
All right, Bless Unleashed, the biggest scam of 2018, boys. You ready? Oh, we're so, ready. Bandai Namco and NeoWiz. Okay, I guess NeoWiz didn't want to self-publish because their name is in the shitter with good reasons, right? So they partnered with Bandai Namco to launch Bless Unleashed on uh, Xbox One. And Bless Unleashed is a free-to-play Bless game that's uh, built on Unreal Engine 4. So here's what here's what happened. All right, they're they're, they're probably you know, working on a new version of Blessed for a few years now. Okay, a new non-shit Unreal Engine 4 version of Blessed, right? And like in the meanwhile, like we gotta get some more money. We gotta scam some money out of these pesky Americans because we didn't release Blessed in America yet, and, and they're they're hyped for our shit game. So they released Blessed on Steam as a buy-to-play game for like thirty bucks or some shit, right? And they they promised they fixed the lag, they promised they balanced the game, they fixed all the problems. Spoilers, none of that shit was fixed. The game ran like a hot mess. It was pure and utter garbage. One of the worst launches I've seen for an MRPG. Uh, if you bought it, uh, sorry, try try get a refund because that shit was a scam, right? They didn't fix anything. The game runs so poorly. And they sold, they made probably millions of dollars selling this unoptimized piece of shit game. And all throughout that process, they were working on a different version of Bless that was built on Unreal Engine 4 that was going to be free to play. So they launched a buy to play version that was inferior in every way, unoptimized, worse engine, piece of shit game. And now they're working on a free-to-play with a new engine. So they just scammed all the money from players on the buy-to-play Steam version. And now they're launching a console version, which will presumably be more optimized. I mean, it still might suck ass, but it's at least being built on a new engine. Okay, The fact that it's on Unreal Engine 4 instead of 3 is going to, by nature, make it a little bit better, more optimized. So these guys are real assholes to be, you know... Because they knew when they launched the PC version as a buy-to-play game, they knew they were working on a on a, on a Unreal Engine 4 version, which would be better. So they, they, they scammed you out of your money on the PC version, knowing they were making a free-to-play console version, a free-to-play Unreal Engine 4 version. So they're just total assholes. Uh, don't buy this game. Don't support them. Uh, fuck Neo is. But now here's the question: Will this one also make it to Steam? And and will they charge yeah, money yeah, for it? Yeah, no, it'll probably be free. It'll probably be free. Why not? Uh, they, they already scanned us out of our. You gotta yeah. hand it to NeoWiz. They're really milking every penny they can out of this. They keep relaunching it and relaunching yeah, it. And this yeah, this is a shit game. It failed in Korea, failed in Japan, failed in Russia, failed in America, and now they're relaun- they're making it again on, on console. Amazing. So at least it'll probably be less laggy. But they're just assholes for <laughs> selling us this garbage Steam version, which is a piece of shit. And uh, the player Sorry. base for the, P- the blessed PC version keeps going down. There's 700 people online right now. Oh my! Uh, Look at yeah. that number goes down all the time. The numbers are going straight down for the for the PC version. It's a it's a scam. Yeah. The bless bless is a scam. Like I, I don't like using the word scam for a game, but bless is an outright scam. They said they were going to fix the optimizations. They didn't do shit. The game runs even worse than it did in the Russian version. They just lied. They just outright lied on the optimizations they did for the game. It, it, it's pure garbage. They just literally lied to everyone, saying it was like better and fixed. Nothing was fixed. It's garbage. There were like dupes available on the first day. Disaster. They're just, they're just outright scammers. Bless was. A, Bless was an unadulterated, unfiltered scam. Yep. All right. You can say at least Star Citizen is trying to make something, right? So tell, Bless, me, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, knew, knew, is, knew, knew it was a scam. It was, it was a malicious scam. At least Star Citizen. The thing about Star Citizen is they want to make this grand game that I don't think they're going to be able to make. They have the resource to make. But they have this crazy dream, right? They're, I think they're trying at least. They, they need to take the money and run already. They're trying to do something. They're, they're going to fail. They're making these really weird... like. Difficult promises and drama, but I, but they're not trying to outright scam you the way with you know they're doing some shady things with the thirty thousand dollars ships. But Bless was just an like a full intense scam. It was a premeditated scam from the from the from the from the uh, conception of the American launch as a buy to play game till now. From the get go, it was a heist. It was a it was a it was a grift. They're, they're assholes. Stay away from the US. 
Yeah. Right, that's my that's my rant. Cool. Oof. Oof. Fuck plus. <laughs> so uh, they give me a free version too. You want to play? They give play? us a free version. They advertise at MMOs.com. They still suck ass. All right. So we're playing uh, Bless on Friday, right? Oh, fuck Bless. <laughs> See, look here. With MMOs.com, we will gladly take a- advertising money and then call their game shit, all right? We'll take your advertising money and insult your game if it sucks ass, all right? Well, at, at we'll le- take all your free shit and then insult you if it sucks. At least you're not crying about it like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crying. That, was pretty, that, that crying was pretty funny, actually. Mm-hmm. Post-game right. talk? Post-game. Let's go to the post-game. All right, guys. Thanks right, for watching. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Take it we'll easy. We're talking about some waifu pillows in the post game. Oh. Missing out.